So the first half of 2022 is behind us, and up until June 16th, it was abysmal in the markets. We suffered the first true correction since the COVID crash in the first quarter of 2020. However, we also extended that downward to the first minus 20% bear market drawdown in years. But the question is now, what's in store for the second half of 2022 and the first half of 2023? Are the lows in for 2022? I'm Chris Paris with Oak Harvest Financial Group in Houston, Texas, and welcome to our weekly Stock Talk podcast, keeping you connected to your money. Before we get into this week's topic, which is the second part of what does the rest of 2022 look like, where do we go from here, please take a moment to click on the subscribe button and click on the notification bell so you will be alerted when our team uploads our latest content. Much of this week's content will be a part of Friday, August 19th's YouTube live stream where our team is doing our market update for the second half. Take a moment and pre-register if interested. Are the stock market lows in for the year? Is this year's correction in bear market decline behind us and in the rearview mirror for good? Was June 16th the low for the stock markets in 2022? Those are the questions on almost everyone's mind. And while no one, including myself, can say with absolute certainty that yes, the lows are in for the year, we first presented our case for this on July 1st with our video release, Opportunity Knocks Early. The data has been saying that yes, those are the odds that it was the bottom. The correction in the bear market for 2022 are likely in the rear view mirror. While we do think that the data indicates that June 16th was likely the low for the year, and while we expect more volatility throughout the year end, it should be a much calmer than the first half. We expect the buy the dip institutional crowd to re-enter the market on moves down of only three to 5%. Leading inflation indicators were headed south already into August 10th CPI print when it came in under expectations and flat month to month. And with that, the S&P 500 extended its two month rally to over 42.50. The yield curve steepened in a bullish fashion. Short term interest rates, which the Fed controls, dropped and longer term interest rates that the market controls rose. Those are Goldilocks types of macro moves for stocks if they continue in a sustained yet gradual fashion. What's the upside to the S&P 500 in the second half of 2022? Well, it could recover to nearly flat on the year in the range of 4,700 to 4,800, exiting the year with positive momentum and sentiment on the way to 5,100 plus for the first half of 2023, which would be new all-time highs. All of these moves would be normal for a midterm election year. Frequent viewers will recognize many of the charts that I'm using as background material, but here goes. We talked technicals and charts last week. We talked about the chart of the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ indexes. I also discussed real interest rates and forward volatility. All were set up to be positive bullish formations for the second half of this year. Before we get into the heart of this week's material, I wanna say something briefly on inflation. Many on TV are surprised by the markets moving up in front of even the hint of slowing inflation with the government statistics. I will preach my belief on this matter once again. Waiting or trading on government data will do virtually no good except make you late to the big moves that are better real-time indicators, most often seen in advance. Milton Freeman famously said, 
Inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon in the sense that it is and can be produced only by more rapid increase in the quantity of money in the output. Take a look at the chart of our money supply as measured by M2 versus inflation as measured by CPI. One can clearly see there's a strong correlation, albeit with a lag, over the last 25 years between money supply growth and domestic CPI. Well, money supply growth peaked over a year ago and has collapsed. Expect CPI to follow this pattern lower in the fourth quarter of 2022 and the first half of 2023, which of course would be great for stock market valuations. Next, I'm gonna cover the dollar. This too has a bullish setup for stocks for the second half of 2022 through the first half of 2023. Viewers remember that while the US consumers love a strong dollar, it makes purchasing goods cheaper and traveling overseas a windfall, the overall S&P 500 would like a gently trending weaker dollar, not stronger dollar. Why? A weaker dollar makes overseas sales more valuable when converted back into US currency, with estimates of between 40 and 50% of the S&P 500 sales being abroad, particularly in growth areas like technology, many of the largest and most profitable S&P 500 companies have felt a massive headwind to their businesses in the first half of 2022. Why? Because the dollar is measured by the DXY index made a historically fast and steep rally, much as it did in 2014. Major tops in the dollar, such as the first half of 2017 and the first half of 2022, have been followed by major rallies as high as 40% plus in the S&P 500 that lasted close to a year. The current top in the US dollar looks to be patriotically on July 4th weekend. The S&P 500 stood at 37.50 during that weekend. Plus 40% from the July 4th weekend would be material new all-time highs in the second quarter of 2023. The third topic for this week is how positive the breadth of the market has been since the second half 2022 began. Breadth, remember, in its simplest forms is what percentage of stocks in a given index are green on your screen versus red. When more stocks are participating in a rally, when it's broad-based, it's a good thing. On Tuesday, July 19th, a month after the Fed's first 75 basis point interest rate increase, market breadth exploded upward. Breadth thrusts like these do indeed historically single upward turns that last for months and quarters, not days and weeks. The advanced decline of the broad NYSE index was 14 to one after it being eight to one the previous Friday. Breadth on the S&P 500 was equally as broad with 495 stocks up and 10 down for the broadest breadth thrust since December 26th Christmas rally in 2018. According to market research from Sentiment Trader, there have been only 13 times in the modern era that the S&P 500 up volume was 87% or more for two out of three trading days coming off a 52-week low. In all 13 cases, 100% of the time, the S&P 500 was higher a year later, with the median return being positive 23%. Those odds say that June 16th was the low for 2022. Then again, on August 10th, the same day the CPI reading came out, breadth exploded again to the upside. It was 10 to one on the S&P 500, 
seven to one on the NYSE, and seven to one on the Russell 2000. Finally, we must remember that if you believe in seasonality and market cycles, we are close to entering the most bullish time frame for the presidential cycle. Remember, regardless of which party is controlling the presidency, the fourth quarter of the second year of presidential term through third year have historically garnered above average stock returns and the majority of the four-year performance. Why? Because it's usually the dead zone where the existing president and Congress neutralize each other and get little to nothing done. They do no harm, or at least they do less harm. It's even better when the power in DC is split. Take a look at the chart from Merrill Lynch of the S&P 500 presidential cycle and our decennial cycle for your study. As you can see, historically, the markets bottom in June to August timeframe and move higher for the next 12 to 15 months. We first started discussing this dynamic way back in the third quarter of 2021. I'm sure we'll be addressing it again in the coming months as we get closer to the midterms in November. However, here is more historical data, once again, from the research firm CFRA. We've highlighted the important quarters in yellow for you. So viewers, that's it for our second half 2022 outlook. What's interesting is that net, not much has changed since the beginning of the year for our 2022 annual outlook. The data we look at still indicates that the market will be near flat on the year, maybe down a bit, but exiting on a high note. Our analysis of the first half of 2022 provided early warnings of the first correction since COVID, but underestimated the magnitude of the downside move. However, what also is interesting is that at 4,200, where we sit, that's down minus 12.5% year to date. And we are now sitting near the same level we hit. The end of January, mid-March, and tax day. Yes, we've already recovered almost all of the last four months down in the S&P 500. Such is the pattern of most corrections and even most bear markets. Unless the Fed decides to crush the economy in the fourth quarter or China invades Taiwan unexpectedly, we expect FOMO to slowly creep into the portfolio manager's feelings as we exit the third quarter after a relatively weak earnings season, which is generally very normal for the summer. Yes, FOMO, the fear of missing out, is more likely to return in the second half of 2022 than FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It's just normal investor behavior. Was June 16th the bottom for 2022? Time will tell. But as we've tried to present since our July 1st video titled Opportunity Knocks Early, many green shoots for stocks have started to appear after a treacherous first half beginning. Unless you think it's the beginning of the Great Financial Crisis Part 2 or the dot-com bust round two in 2000, the odds are low that the markets have not already put in the lows for 2022. And the Federal Reserve willing? Come the fourth quarter, more commentators on TV may be singing the tune of that Elton John 1974 hit, The Bull is Back. If the ongoing market volatility is making you feel uneasy, give us a call and schedule a meeting with an Oak Harvest advisor. Our team does have insurance-based tools that don't have the volatility of public equity markets. However, we have to remind you that these investments may also lower your long-term expected returns. At Oak Harvest, we think our clients are best served by us helping them plan for their future needs instead of focusing on the past. The future and the stock markets are always uncertain, and that's why our retirement planning teams plan for your retirement needs first and your greed second. 
Give us a call here to speak to an advisor and let us help you craft a financial plan that helps you meet your retirement goals. Call us here at 877-896-0040 and schedule an advisor consultation. It's free. We are here to help you on your financial journey into and through your retirement years. I'm Chris Paris, and from everyone here at Oak Harvest, have a blessed weekend. All content contained within Oak Harvest Podcast expresses the views of the speaker and is for informational purposes only. It is based on information believed to be reliable when created, but any cited data, indicators, statistics, or other sources are not guaranteed. The views and opinions expressed herein may change without notice. Strategies and ideas discussed may not be right for you, and nothing in this podcast should be considered as personalized investment, tax or legal advice, or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Indexes such as the S&P 500 are not available for direct investment and your investment results may differ when compared to an index. Specific portfolio actions or strategies discussed will not apply to all client portfolios. Investing involves the risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results.